Hey, this is Kathleen Boss, and welcome to the Revenue Accelerator podcast with my guest today, Janelle Kennedy. Now, Janelle is going to talk about something that we haven't actually really fully touched base on this podcast yet. Uh, yet. Um, so, Janelle, first, let's introduce you. Who are sure. you, and Uh-oh. why should people care? <laughs> oh my gosh! So, I am Janelle. Of course, uh, you mentioned that, but I'm from Las Vegas. I'm actually a native. A lot of people don't know anyone that was you know, born and I'm raised here. Not sure that you're telling the truth because I don't think people are actually born there and not on a stripper pole. Like. <laughs> I know it wasn't in a hotel or casino. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got quite a bit of family here too, so I'm pretty um, well entrenched in this community for sure. And I've been here. I'm not going to tell you how long, but it's been it's been a long time since the '70s. So I'm, I've got a lot, a lot of history here, um, and I love it. You know, I, I feel that my uh, journey has always been one of um, people that I know, and with that, I just kind of progress and evolve into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And it's been like that my entire working career. Mm. I first started in. Um, here's an interesting fact: uh, I was a uh, worked for a pyrotechnic company in the '90s. And I was their show coordinator. And so I worked with the bands like Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Michael Jackson, um, Puff Daddy when he was Puff Daddy. Way, way back when. Diddy, P. Diddy. I don't even know what he is right now, but all of his videos. Like had a great time in my 20s. And that was just the height of all of that. And everybody had pyro in their shows. And so my email address was pyrolefemme at AOL.com nice. back in the day. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. Is it still it an active a- web uh, email address? No. <laughs> you might get some, some, some love mail here. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so yeah, so that's, I started that. I did that for uh, probably seven, eight years. And then it was just, you know, it was constant. It was day and night and I needed to do something different. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a real estate friend. She was a, a, a broker. And I said, I talked him into hiring me. I said, I did a, a property flyer for his um, listing because I was good at marketing too. I'm good at sales and marketing, which sometimes it's for people it's one or the Rare other. I'm really good at both. Yeah. And so the one I did a flyer for his listing and I put it over, I was at his house for dinner and I told his wife, I said, I'm going to tell him he needs to hire me today. And I put it in front of him and I talked him into hiring me and the rest is history. I've been in the real estate industry for well, that was in 97, so 20 some years. And it's just kind of led me into all aspects of real estate. And, and really what it was is I'm not a realtor. I was never a realtor, but it was on the business development side mm. and the marketing side. And I really enjoyed it. And I'm like, this is a natural fit for me. Um, you got to think back when I was working for a pyrotechnic company, I had to talk people into you know, adding to their budget and pyro is not cheap, you know, and they feel like I don't need it. I'm like, yeah, but you want it. And this is why you want it. So I had to talk, really talk people into doing it. And so for me, when I got into the other side, real estate side, I'm like, this is super easy to do. I can do this all day long. And it's just kind of morphed me into where I am today. And it's, and it's just really strictly business development. That's what I do. Oh, I love that. And I mean, I think yeah. there's so many people who can relate to that story of, you know, having had multiple corporate jobs and just, and, you know, before we started recording, you were sharing about how basically someone was like, Hey, like years ago, right. That you really need to like be on your own and not hiding yeah. behind, um, you yeah. know, the, 
larger companies that you were working for and really being able to manage your time, manage who you were working with and stuff. But, you know, one of the things that you were sharing um, as part of your, your history and your progression and your evolution of yourself into this amazing business that you have for yourself now is the contacts, right? Mm -hmm. Like these relationships that you carried from one place to the next. So, you know, really makes me think about, you know, and and I know that there's commonalities in terms of how people talk about it. So we're just going to say, you know, power partners, strategic partners, whatever that is in your world, right? Let's just say power partners. Why are power partners or strategic partners important for a business? You know, I think I'm going to read bring up the term because we've all heard this a thousand times is work smarter Mm. not harder yeah and I always felt like I knew what that meant like uh, for me because I'm a very organized person so to me it was like well I'm very time management and I've got this and I've got that box Mm -hmm. and everything is just right that to me is how that equated in my mind and then later I'm like that has nothing maybe has a little bit I won't diss it completely but I have found the power partners are where I'm working a lot smarter because Mm. now I'm identifying who I need to be in front of that has my clients, right? And before, you know, and I think for so many salespeople that we're always looking for the the clients Mm. and, or if I'm networking and I'm meeting somebody, I'm looking for them as a lead. And it's like, my God, we've got to flip the script. This is not that it doesn't work that way. And for me, working smarter was identifying which power partners I needed to be working with, building a relationship with them, and then leveraging them. And that to me has been extremely, you know what, it makes it, it makes it less stressful. I'm going to say, because, you know, being in sales, we have these numbers and we have these things that we're always trying to, to get to, right? These goals, because I'm very goal oriented. And every job I've always had every month has been, this is what the number is. Whether it's units, revenue, I don't care what you're doing. You all have that same. Your measurement is, yeah. So for me, it was, um, I needed to really, and once I did that, my whole business just flourished as far as, it didn't matter where I was working. I made sure I had those relationships. I let them know what I was doing and leveraged them and said, this is the end user that I need. Who do you know? I love it. I mean, there's a key piece there that I just want to re like highlight basically and not re-highlight, just actually highlight was I let them know what I was doing. Right. So like this proactive aspect of it, of, you know, when we think of, I know when I was very early stages of my business back way back then, we all want clients coming to us, right? Yeah. Um, they want, we want them knocking on our door and we want, we don't want to do much to be able to receive that and all that good stuff, right. but there's a place where that happens and it's not at the beginning of your business. And it's not by working as a solo person just by yourself. Right. And we know entrepreneurship can be very lonely. Yeah. So what are some of the mistakes that you see people make when it comes to, nurturing the relationship, maybe even identifying power partners or leveraging them effectively? I think it's the expectation, to Mm. be honest. I think when you walk into a room, you expect that this person that you're talking to um, is going to be the one that can send you something. You cannot assume that when you walk in. I think you, you learn to identify who the right connection is. I hear so many times people say, yeah, but I feel like I'm wasting my time when I go to an event or I'm, I'm talking to somebody. I'm like, because you're not being strategic enough. And when you have it identified in your mind, what you want, 
you're going to see it much quicker. So I'm not going to spend so much time talking to somebody. I'm going to find the one I really need to talk to to make it effective and to make it productive for me. For me, I have to have a productive day or a productive meeting. Or if I'm going to an event, a lot of times, you know, we're by ourselves. You know, some people don't want to walk in by themselves and have to have a conversation, but we do it. But if I'm more strategic in it, I enjoy it. Mm. And then I know that I've got some, I've planted some seeds. And then, but the, the, the point of that is too, is you got to follow up. And people call me the follow-up queen because I follow up with people all the time. I'm just like, hey, and I get very like personal. Like if they've said, oh, the wife is having a baby. I said, and I've got one example of this guy. I'm at one time at an event, didn't have any conversation about um, what we do other than the initial, oh, I'll, you know, I'm over here and he's over there. And he's like, yeah, my wife's pregnant with twins. I made sure I was on him all the time. When are those babies coming? How are the babies? I just had a meeting with him yesterday and I met him over a year ago. And he goes, Janelle, you're the only one that I know that has consistently stayed in touch with me. And he hasn't sent me, you know, any, he sends me other referral partners, but that's why I have my relationship with him, right? But I make sure I stay in it and I make it personal. And that's, that's what it is. I think everybody falls off so quick. I, that's so, I mean, right there of the personalization. I mean, I talk a lot about valuing the relationship over the transaction and a lot of people go into even networking calls or sales calls with this modality of, I've got to close a sale. I've got to get the credit card, right? It's this hunting kind of thing. And what you're talking about is really looking at how you can give first, right. And building the relationship and creating a real connection because when we refer it is a extension of our reputation. You yeah. don't want to put someone that you know, even if you barely know them, right? But you mm-hmm. don't want to put someone that you know in touch with someone who's not going to provide them a really good experience. And right. when you were talking, I was thinking about this and I was like, you know, as um, business development people, um, a lot of people focus on the ideal client, which is absolutely important. You need to know who you're yeah. speaking to, what their pain points and all that stuff. But nowhere, no one really focuses a lot on your ideal referral partner or your ideal strategic partner and what those criteria and qualities are in that person that would enable them to create referrals or give you referrals, whether it's an actual client or another strategic partner, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, So what are the things that people need to kind of connect to when they're trying to identify someone who can be a great referral partner? Um, once you've established that you're able to also give to them, you know, in a way where you're not just taking, we're going to make that assumption. Yeah. And, and um, I do two things. Number one, when I meet somebody, I'm immediately taking notes on what they do. Mm. And then I'm immediately thinking who I can connect them with. Mm. I'm a major connector here in Las Vegas and people know that and will introduce me as you need to meet Janelle. She's a connector. Tell her who you need to meet because I'm taking a mental note of who do I know that you need to be. So I'm giving to you first. So we're going to talk on that first. I'm giving first before we even tackle what our relationship is because I'm establishing that I am here for you. Right. And then secondly, identifying, I'll give an example. So I am business development for a mortgage company. And for me, let me just identify who my power partner is. I've got several, but it could be one that's a divorce attorney. A divorce attorney is going to have their client is going to go through something where they need to sell their home, buy a home. They're splitting up. There's, there's going to be some sort of movement there. So I need to, to strategically find myself in a room with divorce attorneys and say, I would love to be a resource for you. And then I nurture those 
five people that I just met. Um, and then I look to say, well, who do you need? Who's a power partner for you that I'm going to come in contact that may not be for me. And I'm okay with that. But now I make another connection. I'm building my relationship and trust that I'm really looking out for you. Even though I know at this point, there isn't anything further that we are actually going to send each other. Right. Right. So for me, it is, um, I hope that answered that. So yeah. No, it's, it's, it's looking at, you know, um, I, I mean, in my head, I started like, you know, creating this Excel spreadsheet of like their specializations and who their power partners were and being able to do like these search functionalities and be able to like design my brain works and, you know, have this database of people to be able to connect each other with. And what it sounds like is mm-hmm. you have that in your head already actively yeah. functioning. And I'm sure yeah. you have a system to manage all that information because yeah. you are a natural connector. Mm-hmm. Connectors are some of the most important people you need to know because they connect for the sheer joy of connecting. Right? right? Like it's always <laughs> great when you can get a kickback but, and yeah. all that stuff. Sure, we're not gonna say no to money, right? But it's just an enjoy yeah. it get you receive and giving. Yeah. And supporting other people. And I think there's a, a there's a big love that is required yeah. to be a natural connector. Um what, what do you think are some of the things that people need to think about? Um, because I, I really, it, it's a reflection of your past in real estate. The mm-hmm. fact that you create this personalization when it comes to following up, it's a strategy that I've seen a lot of real estate agents use. Um, and in that industry, very particularly. And I think a lot of people in the online space don't leverage some of these more established uh, tactics or strategies, if you will, that have always worked in other industries. They don't leverage them in their own. Mm-hmm. So there's always this hustle mentality, like you were talking about work smarter, not harder, but people who are in this hustle mode, what are some things that people should be doing more effectively, um, that you see are working right now, given the current situation that maybe weren't working before, maybe won't work in the future, but right now it's, you need to be working, doing this thing. Well, one thing that is very effective for me, and I do teach classes on this, um, in individuals. So if anyone's interested in this or as a group, if you've got a small, I love small business owner groups, because I feel like there's, um, there's just a different synergy that comes with that. And everybody's working kind of together. And um, so I work in in groups like that, but um, video marketing, and I'm going to say I was doing video before. And there's, there's a lot of people that were doing that, right. Um, But mine is a little bit different. So I'm very conversational in my video. So if I'm meeting you, I promise you the next that day or the next day, you're going to get a follow-up email. That's a video of me and my platform is bomb bomb. So it's integrated into my email system. And so anytime I open my email, I click on it and I'm recording a video and I'm like, Hey, Kat, it was awesome meeting you yesterday, blah, blah, blah. I want to, my information's below. I went, you know, I'm going to go on and on that. Now you're still getting Janelle. You met Janelle yesterday, but you're still getting Janelle today. And it's going to come across that way versus me sending an email, you know, texting or writing the email. Um, I get much more engagement from that. I feel that every time I get a response back and in sales, that is extremely difficult because we don't always get that response back. So if we're cold calling and I do this on anybody, it doesn't need to be somebody I just met. It can be, you know, I've got different projects that I work on and so I'm looking for, you know, high executive people and they're not always the ones to respond. I send them a message. They're not going to get that from my competitor. Yeah. They're not going to get that. It's going to be received a little bit differently. So um, as creatures, we want to connect. We want to feel comfort from who I'm talking to. 
and then there's a better response. So for me in this world, it's been um, just educating people on how to just be yourself. That's what is selling. It's not necessarily the product they want to, you know, every, there, how many pin companies are there? Yeah. Right. I mean, seriously, I, I could buy a pin anywhere, but they're going to, you're going to buy it from me because I'm going to tell you something totally different on why you need this pin. Right. And because you're going to, I'm going to give that warmth that you're going to want to respond back to me and say, Janelle's going to take care of me, make sure I get my supplies all the time. Right. So I encourage if you're not using any kind of video communication, I'll just say it that way, because there's various ways of doing it. That's way of communicating for, you know, in an email, it could be communicating. Um, I know with, um, with the mortgage company, they have like an evergreen video. So it, it's, it's a process if you guys and most people have a process in what they're doing in their company mm -hmm. to not tie you up as much you already have those and you send them out it's freeing up your time yet you're still staying right you got to be up stay in contact with them how do you do that effectively this yeah. is one way that you can do it so speaking of this and being the queen of follow-up as you you know not I'm sure has been bestowed on you and also self-proclaimed um in terms of creating a lot of success right I mean you kind of have to own the title first before I do you really <laughs> I enjoy it I yeah. love it I same. I mean we all we've heard it the fortunes in the follow-up let's say you know and I'm sure people are thinking this great you know I've got a power partner I've got this lead I've got this potential client whatever it is and they've ghosted you or they're not engaging or they're not responding to the video what are some things that people can do to activate or reactivate those conversations? And I'm sure what they're going to think about is how can they activate it, reactivate them towards a sales call? Couple things. Um, I have learned to find out if there's someone in that industry that I know, or if someone knows someone that works for that company. Cause usually I'm looking when I'm doing my prospect, it's more for a bigger company that I'm doing and I'm not getting the response back. And I, I kind of assume I might not. Um, so then I start kind of tapping into who do I know and who do you know over there? Do you know, can you do a warm lead? Can mm -hmm. you do a warm introduction, not a lead, a warm introduction for me? That's, and I've really kind of pivoted that way anyway, that cold calling for me is very few and far between at this point. I'm very strategic, like who knows somebody over there and I need to know that HR person. Right. I need to know the CFO. Can you make the introduction? Can you make, and I'm asking constantly, can you make this introduction for me? Because at this point, I've already built a relationship with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So they're like willing. They're like, not a problem. I know Bob. Okay, book me up, you know? And then it kind of gets the ball rolling a little bit. Um, my second thought, where was I going with that? Oh my gosh. Um, contacting okay so when they're when I don't when they're ghosting me um I think an, a, another thing too is I'm I'm trained in personality types I know certain companies do that whole disc training thing but we take ours to another level um and we actually have coaching on how to identify through voicemail how what the voicemail sounds like mm. and then mimicking that and then also to um, just kind of knowing the positions that people hold in companies are yeah. usually certain types. Like, and I'll just give the example of a compliant. Um, I'm a very high, I'm like, ah, crazy. But then I'm also very compliant. So I like things A, B, C, D, da, 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 I want it done. Um, so the compliant thought mindset is going to be a particular type of position in a company. I have to tone it down and I have to be very strategic in how I'm leaving my message. Mm -hmm. And how I'm leaving my, my, my um, emails as well. Probably wouldn't do a video with them. I would do more 
factual, this is what I need to talk to you about type thing. So those are things that obviously take some training and it is very difficult sometimes to actually adapt to that stuff. But once you, once you learn it and identify, now I'm identifying everybody I come in contact with and you've got to then go, okay, how can I talk to them that they will respond? Yeah. And if it's fact, I need to talk to you. Here's my program. Then they'll respond back. They don't need the fluff. So yeah. That's the other avenue. And um, I love that. And I love taking yeah. the aspect of, um, you know, we tend to sell the way that we buy, right? So yep. when you're showing up on a, you know, if you're someone who's a big, you know, I need a lot of facts, you tend to throw a lot of facts. But if you are throwing a lot of facts to someone who is more um, emotional, meaning that they need to think and feel into it and they need yep. to read information and see how it lands on them kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. then you're going to turn that person off when they could have very well been a buyer, but because you approached it incorrectly, then you ended up turning, you know, leaving money on the table, if you will, and taking that same concept in how you approach people generally, not just on a sales call, but in your outreach, in your follow-up, in your engagement, um, and then looking for those markers that people are leaving behind, not only like you said, in their voicemail, I would have never thought to be able to identify someone's personality based off of how they structure their voicemail, Yeah, but also how they show up online. What kind of information are they sharing online? Are they, you know, full of content or are they very restrictive in terms of what they're sharing? And that really Mm -hmm. communicates how that person shows up in the world. Um, so what are some things that you're seeing that most people should be leveraging as strategies when it comes to making better connections that turn profitable. So either, you know, they give you more referrals, they give you, you know, other strategic partners, opportunities. What are some things that people should be focused on um, as it relates to developing those relationships? Two things come to mind immediately. And that is asking. Mm. You've got to ask, right? I don't know what you want. I don't know what you need. And that leads me to my you second mean, I'm not at the top of your mind every <laughs> second of the day. You're not constantly thinking, what could Kat use right now as something in her business or her life? <laughs> I, do, I, I don't. <laughs> well, because I think it's always changing. So my goal this month or maybe in six months might be different than what it was. I mean, I have a, an estate attorney that um, that's all she's been doing for a while now. She's um, she's adding um, personal injury to her to mm. her practice, but she's very strategic in that. So I wouldn't know that if she didn't tell me that, right? Yeah. So I feel like we do kind of maybe add maybe services or something. Um, our goals change. So number one is asking uh, or letting people know. I wrote down letting everyone know. Mm. Um, and I'm very big when I meet with somebody and they say, um, you know, what's your ask? Oh, I'm looking for this. I'm like, okay, but... I don't understand what that is. It's too broad. Help me understand. Is that one client? Is that five clients? Is it, I don't, are you selling 10 units versus a thousand units? Like, I don't know how your business works. Help me understand how that works so that if I'm with somebody and and I'm, I'm huge on building people up. Like I love people and I want everyone to succeed. So I want to be able to say, can I help you get your goal for the month? You need three. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try and get you one because I want to be part of that goal and part of your success. But I don't know what that looks like unless you really tell me honestly what it is. And so I would say when you're leveraging, number one, you've got to build that relationship and it's got to be something that is, you know, obviously trustworthy. There is a, there's a borderline friendship, if you will, you know, business friendship and 
um, you know exactly what the need is. I feel we fail in this so many times by not really expressing what it is. I just need a client. Help me understand what that client looks like. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I love that asking, but also providing the information that people need in order to be able to support you and not just doing these blanket statements that really don't help anybody. Um, You know, I always say it's like, you know, when someone says, Hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a roofer. Who's your ideal client? Anybody with a roof. And all of a sudden nobody can think of anybody who has a roof. However, if you get more specific and say, Hey, I'm looking for recently married couples with a new child and just bought their first home. Ah, I have a couple of people I can think of right now. Right. Being very specific with that. Um, Janelle, there's one more question I wanted to ask you uh, related to kind of what you do. And one of the things that I know that you do really well and you leverage effectively is testimonials, right? Mm -hmm. Client wins, you know, how does all of that play not only in terms of making more money in your business, but as it relates to developing these strategic relationships? Uh, Testimonials are huge. I just don't feel that everybody uses them properly. I feel that the testimonials need to be what you're, and and I'm I'm writing a book. So everyone stay tuned for that. Should be out here soon and you'll get more information. Um, And one of my chapters is ditch the pitch. Mm -hmm. I am so sick and tired of the pitch. I can't stand it. And so my whole premise of that chapter is you need to tell the story your clients are telling, right? We ever, if I hear somebody say, I've got great customer service, I seriously might puke because we all should have it. That should be a standard, right? I shouldn't, you sh- I shouldn't think that you're going to be offering me that. I expect you to offer me that if I'm working with you, but um, look at what your testimonials are saying. That's the pain point that you want to start highlighting, right? So I wrote some down. Um, One could be um, the communication, or I was really informed throughout the process. Um, You held my hand through the process. You explained the process, right? Those are all things to me that the pain point to me now is that they were working with someone else that didn't do anything like that, right? So, and these are actually all three separate different types of testimonials. Ironically, they're all very similar. So I want to have my clients tell my story or be my pitch. So we're now I'm telling the story when somebody says, you know, well, how are you different? I'm going to say, well, my clients have said, you know, Bob and Sally just said that they, you know, have never been so informed throughout a mortgage process ever. Mm. You know, that's going to resonate with you because probably it's a similar pain point, right? It's right. not that, you know, in this, so in this mortgage company, it's not, oh, we've got the lowest rates. Oh, we close in 21 days. That might not be what you want, right? I don't know. And so if I'm assuming and all of my marketing or all my sales pitch is what I assume you want it to be, will probably not resonate. But my stories that my clients tell is going to resonate because that's real. And that's the, that was what they appreciated. And that's why they gave us a Google review on that. So I would encourage, um, listen to your clients, take what your clients are telling you. And that's what you need to tell people that you do. Mm. Yeah. And it can't be just, she was really fun or has a great personality. No, no. (laughs) A couple level, level deeper, right. In terms of quantifiable, tangible, impactful. And I love the addition that you're talking about related to really hitting what was the pain point that this person was experiencing and how can you take that away from them? 
so that they don't have to feel that. Um, Now you've been so amazing with everything that you've been sharing today. And I know you've got some actual additional resources to share with people um, to help take everything that you shared today kind of to that next level. So how can people get in touch with you and learn more? So you can reach out. I have a website is in my consulting. It's jadeconsulting.net and it's spelled J-A-Y-D-E consulting. I love the color jade. Jade is, um, you know, when you're, when you're, coming up with a company name, it's really hard. Like what resonates with you, right? So um, it was harmony and balance. And I said, that represents Janelle to a T. I'm a Libra, so that also is the same exact thing. And I said, that's exactly what fits me. So that's the name of my consulting company. Um, Check out my website and it will have all of my current information as far as um, my book coming out. And then also too, I am very proud that I am a uh, chapter president for uh, the Dames, and this is a women's group here out in Las Vegas, and um, helping lead a great group of business owner women, and uh, having a great time with it. So, I got a lot of lot of things going on, but I'm here to help everybody that I can. Awesome. Uh, any parting kind of words uh, for the listeners today? You know, I say just kind of uh, step back, relax a little bit. Don't put so much pressure when you're thinking of the sales mm. um, thing that we're doing because we're, we're in it and we're going to be in it for a long time. Um, find what's going to work for you, but make it very comfortable and very um, just think a little bit outside of the box and, and how you can leverage some of these ideas. Oh, brilliant. Janelle, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Kat. <laughs>